Welcome to the Infinity 88 Listening Hour, brought to you by Infinity 88. We are here to awaken and enlighten. We are here to commune with our higher powers and our baser instincts. We are here to introduce you to headphone spirituality. We are here for you. And together, we will restore nature's balance through technology. Welcome to the Infinity 88 Listening Hour, brought to you by Infinity 88. I'm Libby Modern. And I'm John Modern. So very excited to be here with you, the listener, and me, as we restore nature's balance through technology. On this edition, we have something very special for you. Pieces about two of the most singular instruments ever invented, the Hammond organ and the sensorium. Vibrations of transcendence. Melodies unchained. Between a piano and a synthesizer. Between a rock and a roller coaster. Between Jack and Jill. Between church and state. The sound of the underground. So sit back and relax. And listen deeply to things you might not otherwise. A machine provided by Infinity 88 is the first to address the anxieties of human society and the last to seek its pleasures. Infinity 88. Infinity 88. Restoring nature's balance through technology. Pieces that appear on the Infinity 88 listening hour have been selected by Kelvin Trinzel and the good folks at Infinity 88. Chosen for their contribution to atmospheric politics. Chosen for their potential to affect the population. For the capacity to turn things around, to push things at right angles. Infinity 88's mission is to become a market leader by consistently exceeding their customers' expectations, by providing them with the best technology solutions to restore their balance and the balance of the world. Infinity 88 leads the race for today's Tomorrow Technology no matter how fast it moves, to ensure our customers always have the best machines available to them when they need them. Each and every one of Infinity 88's long-term strategies and short-term actions are molded by a set of core values that are shared by each and every associate here at Infinity 88. Each and every smile you see out there speaks to how each and every one of your core values is perfectly attuned to each and every one of ours. No fear, no hesitation, no surprise, no doubt. This is the way of Infinity 88 and the products that we provide. Infinity 88. Infinity 88. Restoring nature's balance through technology. 
Why wear virtual reality goggles when you can have a material reality ebook? Welcome to Infinity 88 Sensorium, the e reader that takes touchscreen literally. Rather than consumer based content, open Sensorium's cover to a worlding device through which you participate in the ebook of your choice. Narrative adventures are conjured through sensitivity waves that beam through your fingers, skin, and pulse. Your sense of touch is activated on and through the sensorium screen to become a tool of discovery and exploration. Rather than a library of ebooks on file, you have worlds at your fingertips. Unlike other e-readers that offer dictionaries through swiping, on the sensorium, you are saturated by the meaning and feel of a word by pressing on it for a mere instant. For an affective understanding, hold your finger in place longer to imbibe in the words smell, taste, and overall vibe. Abstract concepts take shape, ideas become sonic, sentences afford vision. For a full-body, immersive experience of a scene or thought, Run your finger over passages and become saturated as you walk into the screen. If you prefer an auditory experience, no need to buy a separate audiobook. Simply tap twice to listen to your ebook's author read aloud in a whisper and tone only for your ears. Your e-reading experience is fully automated and calibrated for you as soon as you open Infinity 88 Sensorium. There is no need to buy further equipment. Register for an account on our website, and all the ebooks you could dream of are yours. The human meets machine with every embodied page through Infinity 88's Sensorium, the only transpersonal e reader on the market today. Sensorium, where the material world, physical body, and cognitive processes are singular, and the book is delicious. Experience reading and writing as one, the social and individual is indistinct, object and subject as identical, and external and internal as indistinguishable by way of affect, desire, and imagination. You'll never know reading as tactile or the page as tangible as you will through Infinity 88 Sensorium, a device that brings books to life and gives life to books. Why limit yourself to representation when you can have sensorium? Why highlight when you can feel? Why underline when you can instantly know? Why write in the margins when you can make worlds? Why settle for a single sensation when you can have sensorium? Infinity 88 Sensorium, where truth, books, and body meet and imminence is always at your fingertips. That was Jessica Johnson telling about the new Sensorium from Infinity 88. I've never felt anything like that before. Now that's what John and Libby would call an e-book. The Sensorium would make a perfect gift, like a piano for your feelings. I played the saxophone in sixth grade. Did you play an instrument? I missed the music thing. But after having heard our next piece, I wish I would have learned to play the Hammond organ. It sounds like it contains the whole wide world. And then some. 
so happy to be able to premiere this piece on the Infinity 88 Listening Hour. Sponsored by Infinity 88. A cacophony of pure pleasure. A subtle symmetry. As above, so below. Let vanish the mean egotism. So here is Ashen Crowley and his piece on the Hammond organ. Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. Dear Moth. Thank you, Lord. There are worlds, and the fact of our experiencing them is because we are impossibly vulnerable, open, as a way of life. The central nervous system isn't enclosed in the borders of the so-called body, but it's out there in worlds. That which is central is kind of an ecstatic force, ecstatic being, existence beside or otherwise than the self such that the idea of an outside and inside needs to be thought against, maybe entangled, maybe a system. That's why I talk about flesh instead of body, because for me at least, flesh names this kind of openness, this necessary vulnerability. It's been a while since I've heard from you. You sent that text when you returned home, that you shouldn't have come over, that you're sorry you cried, that you love me but can't. And then all this talk mostly about God. And it's taken me some time to think about what you wrote to me about God. I had to think about it, had to think about what you think God is. So here, what quantum physics is discovering is a redefinition of space-time as not linear nor separable. If this is the case and God is, as you say, an unfolding, then this God would be the unfolding of all that is and is not detextual able to be detected by sensual capacities. This would mean that there is some something behind or that withdraws from even this quantum understanding of space-time, some otherwise sort of relation, some sort of unity and convergence that would undo even the concepts of unity, convergence together, sociality, unfolding, infolding, undoing, doing, action, reaction. Does this make sense? And that would then mean love too, right? Because don't we think of love as the unfolding of possibility in time and space? Or following quantum mechanics in space-time, love as approaching a kind of sociality of experience. But then, maybe also love would be that which necessarily withdraws through approach, the very possibility of possibility. Because what does it mean for something or nothing to be of from a marking relation to possibility if it recedes from sense experience? Love as the sense experience beyond sensuality, beyond or withdrawing from or below or sharing some other, other sort of relation to experience. It's like what Fred Moten says to Wu Sang in conversation, quote, The first time I heard the sound of your voice, it filled me with a sense of the future perfect. The friendship I will have had, getting to know you, sounding without thinking, walking, just walking and heart beating, out of sync but in time, end quote. To be filled with a sense and for that sense to be of the future perfect means that the voice was a point of departure for excess. It exceeded the very possibility of delimitation. 
was its own enactment of otherwise, a rip in space-time linearity. And that's how it was with you, too. We exist in and as excess, as that which cannot be contained or engulfed or enclosed by anything, negation and excluded, exclusion included. It's as if we are the flesh of what quantum mechanics is discovering. And flesh vibrates. Flesh, like matter in general, is antithetical. And flesh vibrates. Flesh, like matter in general, is antithetical to settlement, to settler logics, to being settled. And I won't settle. And I will continue to pursue what at times feels like a most... Starting again. It's as if we are the flesh of what quantum mechanics is discovering. And flesh vibrates. Flesh, like matter in general, is antithetical to settlement, to settle logics, to being settled. And I won't settle. And I will continue to pursue what at times feels at most like a hunch or a vague sense of possibility, or perhaps even like a pulling tour, something sort of like a dream trying to be pieced together after having awoken abruptly and having deeply felt but losing touch and such feelings second by second, though you know, though you intuit that though you have not attained, pressing in such a direction will make a fulfillment. Hmm. I'm tired. And I will continue to pursue what at times feels at most like a hunch or a vague sense of possibility, or perhaps even like a pulling towards something sort of like a dream trying to be pieced together after having awoken abruptly and having felt deeply but losing such feeling second by second though you know, though you intuit, that though you have not attained pressing in such a direction will fulfill a promise to come. And I will continue precisely because my now moment is dictated by some moment to come sensed as verb and visitation from outside the possibility of space-time. And I won't settle because it happened. It happens. Because it is happening. Because it will happen. What I'm writing to say in precisely is this. I think I love you. I watch an oversimplification of her beauty, as you know, a lot. And I get why she sent the text she did. Why it was a question that was also a statement, how it was tentative, but also, sure, I think I love you. I finally understand because you, Moth, make me feel what I've just been afraid to say but know to be true. I have never felt this way about anyone, anyone in my life before. And that sounds like a platitude. But what I mean is this. You are, and my feeling for you is black noise, is static, is sort of the background against which everything I do occurs. I don't consciously think about you all of the time, no, but I feel you when I sleep, when I wake, when I cook, when I sing, as I breathe, as I breathe, as I breathe, it's you. A sort of quiet omnipresence, a soft enclosement. You are the noise, almost chant-like, I hear, sort of far off in the deep recesses and furthest reaches of my flesh. And yet, you feel more than near, closer than anything I've ever known. I do not think about you as much as I think you. It's as if you are bound to each thought, whatever thought that might be. 
I think, is as if you are the ground of all that is for me. I don't mean this in a way pathological or that I cannot exist without you. That I have some sort of weird codependency that is more about ego and narcissism than it is about your well-being or mine. I mean that I desire you and I feel that we are one. It's like what I said to you in that text message not soon after meeting you. It was as if in and with you, I'd found the voice in my head to which I was constantly searching. The voice in my head to which I was constantly replying. As if meeting you confirmed that we already were, that we already was. As if meeting you for the first time were the promise and the fulfillment of the promise and breakdown of simultaneity through a space-time repair or break. I understand David and Jonathan and being knit together. Quote, unlike weaving, knitting does not require a loom or other large equipment, making it a valuable technique for nomadic and non-agrarian peoples, end quote. They were knit together and were movers, nomadic. Nomads are wanderers, and I'm thinking about David's psalm, talking about walking through the valley of the shadow of death, but not fearing wandering in death's shadow, but still feeling assured. And though this 23rd is about the Lord, I wondered if it was also about what had been backgrounded. David's being knotted up and tangled with Jonathan. And what I mean is this, I think I love you, no question mark. And what I mean is this, I have not stopped telling everyone about you, the joy you have brought and continue to bring me. And what I mean is this, there is not only you in the world, but you are my paraclete and I, yours. And what I mean is this, I want a consensuality with you, a continued consent to be together, a way of life that will always have friendship as the first and always plural operation. And what I mean is this, entanglement might be the best way to approach what I feel that once joined together, we are a system. We maintain our uniqueness regardless of the nearness or farness, regardless of space-time separation. We are indivisible. We renounce the individual for the social, for and with and in each other. And what I mean is this, it's as if dream worlds were hallucinating otherwise universes as possible. And my and your dream worlds outpoured toward each other, enfolded into and collapsed within each other. And what I mean is this, it's kind of beautiful and mostly scary because I don't know what this means and haven't since I first met you and I'm unsure what to do. I do not want to control you. Your consent is more necessary than my desire. And what I mean finally is this, I don't want you to go to seminary. If it means you will not and cannot be with me, I want to support you, but why the priesthood when they require celibacy? My stomach churns at the thought of us not being together. I literally get sick at the thought. Your t-shirt that you left here when you were last here, I have not yet washed because the smell of polo and sweat and you and you and you linger on in it. Don't do this, please. I hate to even ask such a thing. Don't not go for me, but please don't go. 
I know Saint Sabino is formative for you. I know St. Sabina was formative for you, that you chose that space of care and were so compelled, you were able to get your parents to join too. I know you want to continue in the tradition of the folks there, that you too think the University of St. Mary of the Lake is the place to which you are called to study for a master's degree and all, but please, do you think this will make you happy? Can you do the justice work and the preaching work in another tradition? I need you to. I'm not just speaking metaphorically. I want to be touched by and to touch you continually. I'm not talking about some kind of abstract kind of affection, but a real feeling of and with and in you and reciprocally. Love is a material thing. It breaks open imagination and makes possible other ways of conceiving what we can think about and do and be. Until the space-time beyond when, where I no longer feel you, which will never be. A. you for listening to the Infinity 88 Listening Hour, brought to you by Infinity 88. On this edition, you heard from Jessica Johnson, the author of Biblical Porn, Affect, Labor, and Pastor Mark Driscoll's Evangelical Empire, and visiting scholar of religious studies at William & Mary. You also heard from Ashen Crawley, professor of religious studies and African-American studies at the University of Virginia. Don't touch that dial. We are just getting started. Thank you for listening to the Infinity 88 Listening Hour, brought to you by Infinity 88. Bye for now.